Welcome to our reality, everyone. I don't know why you're here, but I'm glad you are because right now we're gonna be going over some live feeds. We got Big Brother 22, Big Brother All Stars live feeds to catch up on. We haven't talked since Thursday night when we were still like, who's gonna win the HOH? And then Hamster Watch was like, Enzo probably won HOH. And then we were like, please, I hope that's not true. But then the feeds came back on, and we found out it was very much true. Enzo is the new HOH, right. and this is going to be a very spoilerific podcast just alerting you if you are not caught up on everything and you don't want to be caught up on everything uh, prior to tonight's episode or Wednesday's episode when we find out the veto winner and uh, potential renom options. This is not going to be the podcast for you, but if you're here and you're ready to be spoiled, let's get spoiled. Um, just to give a blanket overview of what's gone on in the house so far, and obviously we're going to get into more specifics in a second, um, but we have Enzo is the HOH. The nominees this week were Kevin and Kaser. And as of last night, the veto winner was Kevin. So I we're, we're going to jump into everything. If you're not subscribed to the channel, please subscribe to the channel. If you haven't liked this video and you want to help us out a ton, uh, please like this video. If you want to find us on Apple Podcasts, if you don't want to watch us uh, every time we do this, and if you're on the road, or if you're doing whatever, just to make it more convenient for you, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review if you want to as well. You can also join our Facebook group if you want to talk Big Brother Live Feeds 24-7. Uh, that link is in the description below. We got a lot of good people in there. We got a lot of good discussion going on. Um, and now we're going to continue this good discussion. Roxy Hotman is not with us today, but I do have Daniel Icon Brown. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing great. Ready to talk about some live feeds today. How are you, Barrett? I, I'm doing good. I mean, obviously, the frustration is going to continue uh, right. from last week a lot in this discussion. Um, it, 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 a little, it's growing a little bit more and more because now that Kaser's alone, I think we had the slight hope that it was going to be like, okay, he's not in a duo anymore. He's literally alone. Maybe we can go after someone else. Uh, in, after Enzo won HOH, he had this moment where he was in the HOH room just being like, you know, the flip flop is, yo, we got to get him out. We got to get him out. Uh, but no, it doesn't seem like he really cared about that. I think he, <laughs> I honestly don't even know who he was talking about when he said that. I think he may have been talking a little bit about Bailey and Davon because he was pretty upset with the way that they were reacting mm -hmm. to Kaser during the HOH competition, apparently, which we'll see that more uh, in a few hours on tonight's episode. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's disappointing overall again. And it seems like somehow Kaser has less people than before. And I don't even think he had anyone besides Janelle before this. I mean, he has Bailey to a degree and Devon to a degree. Well, but like, even they've distanced. Right. Bailey is specifically Bailey is like, can't like, he's so, and he's annoying me. Um, apparently he said something like, um, he was trying to like just play around with her and be like swaggy like we're gonna do this like he looked up at the camera and was like gang gang we're gonna do this like just like at, like playing the role swaggy role or like trying to like fit in or whatever and she like later was like eh, it was so weird and like i hated it and da, 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 and like oh it's just so annoying because a lot of these people um not just bailey and Devon, but ian um david they're like Oh yeah, if it's gonna be Kaser this week, I don't want to ruffle the feathers. Well, it's um, week four of the game, and y'all are on the bottom, so you need to start ruffling feathers. Like it's it's overdue, and unfortunately, we're probably gonna see a lot of them uh, get what's coming to them. They should have probably made the move last week um, if they wanted a chance at doing anything in this game. But the pecking order is 
not looking too good for those people. Yeah, the pecking order is not looking good for Bailey and Devon, and they don't realize that there is a pecking order, even though Kaser is trying. I'm, I'm convinced that Kaser is just too smart for this game, and that's why he can never last. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the reasoning I'm going to go with. I think he's also not great at this game, but I'm going to go with the reasoning that he's too smart because he, he knows exactly what's going on. He knows exactly how the dynamics are formed. He knows that he was in trouble week one. The thing is, though, and I think a lot of people are forgetting about this, is that no one else really knows that Janelle and Kaser were going to be the initial targets in that first week, it, which is where a lot of these issues stem from. And a lot of these uh, accusations of Kaser just like panicking, you know, when he doesn't have to and, uh, you know, doing all these extra things. But they have no idea that Cody was really planning on nominating Janelle and Kaser. No one else knows it. And that's what's troubling them, because when he tries to convince them that there's a big alliance in this house, it, it falls by the wayside because people view Kaser as a certain way. The paranoid, right? And it's so frustrating because, like, listen to Kaser. Like, he was right. Your allies were not telling you what he wanted to do before the safety suite happened. So it was real easy for Cody just to be like, you know, like, I was never going to do that. I really wanted to work with y'all, blah, blah, blah. But you spiraled out of control, got paranoid, and you put yourself in this position. Like, no, that's not what happened at all. So... It is frustrating watching those. Right. And, and that's um, that's where a lot of that Bailey and Davon conversation comes from. You have Bailey kind of going after Kaser for being condescending, uh, not letting her talk and doing all this stuff. Kaser genuinely just wants to be on his side with Bailey and Davon, and they're not having it. Mm -hmm. And I, mean, I get it from Bailey's perspective that I think she wants to, one, distance herself a little bit and not be a part of Kaser's games, but two, I don't think she genuinely thinks she's in trouble. And her and Davon have said a couple of times to other people in the house, and now this is going to get them in more trouble later on, I think, is that they feel comfortable. You know, we, we saw Nicole talking to Christmas a lot about Bailey, who has become, like, Nicole's number one target over the past few days. And she's just like, I don't know why she thinks she's comfortable. Like, you can't be comfortable in this game and also did you see she was wearing janelle's clothes <laughs> like um oh <laughs> which is a whole at other no at first it was janelle was so cocky and confident that she left all of her clothes because she thought she was staying and like in reality janelle just gave davon and bailey some of her clothes <laughs> right <laughs> like she's oh it's so frustrating and janelle is still a huge topic of conversation a week after her eviction like it's been four days let it rest and Nicole, I believe, was talking to Danny, the, uh, I want to say this was yesterday, and was like, we got to get out the people who are, like, with Janelle. And I'm like, Janelle's not even in the game yeah. anymore, so why is that factoring into your current gameplay? Like, let her be evicted in peace like it's a so frustrating any aura of janelle you just have to get her out she's left these ghosts in the house that are just wandering around apparently and right. nicole's like we have to exercise it we have to get them out um but yeah it's annoying to watch but uh, in a, we <laughs> from a very unbiased viewpoint it's so brilliant that uh they decided to throw davon and bailey into the six slicks oh, I'm, I'm gonna get that mixed up sometimes the slick six alliance because they truly think that they're in with that alliance and they truly think that that alliance is good to go mm -hmm. and that they're safe and that they're just gonna pick off everyone around them and that's not the case and i don't know how soon they're gonna find that out it's not gonna be this week uh, I don't know if it might be next week that one of them finds out that maybe uh, the dynamics of this house is not what they thought it was, especially, 
uh, if Kaser goes this week, which is looking very likely that he's going to go because right. they all, they all, th- th- I told you this before we started, the biggest point with evicting Kaser this week in everyone's mind is to uh, ensure that even if there is a battle back, that Janelle and Kaser can't be in the game together again, which is like so frustrating. Like, because I really think if they didn't think there was, a, if, like, if they knew for sure there wasn't going to be a battle back, that the target would shift to someone else uh, and we could be talking about something else, but they are so gung ho. It would be Davon. I don't know if it would be Davon. Cause I think Nic- it would. Nicole's not going to push Davon. Um, nor would Davon okay, push are Nicole. Are buying this? Because I'm not, I'm thinking Nicole is saying this for face and like, I do, do, do I believe in my core that Nicole cares if Davon goes? No. Do I think that Nicole wants to vote to keep her when it happens so that she looks like, she held up her end or whatever the case may be yes ultimately i think that nicole's just like waiting and casually standing by until someone takes out davon and she can be like oh davon i'm so sorry i never wanted this to happen right i i truly believe she's not going to target davon until at least getting a couple rounds into jury and and she had a talk with cody about this a little bit earlier today about uh trimming the fat almost she was like who's your fat and cody was like uh bailey and davon and she's like well my fat is kevin and david so they're kind of going back and forth but it's kind of confirming that nicole is not going to necessarily go after uh davon specifically but i and i don't even know if she wants to go after bailey on her own hoh i think she's too scared to do that even uh maybe bailey is a renom possibility but i think she's very much more gung-ho about pushing bailey to the other people in her alliance so if they win hoh they could take that shot because she does not want to take that shot um and i think it's in large part due to the, her having those ties to davon and uh, mm. uh i i think she views this relationship with davon i think uh with a lot of sensitivity and which is a plus for davon especially but it's frustrating because davon views it the same way uh with nicole she she keeps saying you know i'm not going to touch nicole unless it's an emergency which i don't really know what that means but like <laughs> oh like your current position in the house like yeah exactly hello it's an emergency any of them need to go <laughs> hey, we will declare the emergency state in the big brother 22 house for sure um but yeah that's frustrating to see and i think another time she said she wasn't going to think about targeting her until like final six which is looking very likely <laughs> for nicole to get to final six at this point which nicole um, winning this game i'm telling you it's happening she can only win against ian though which is not true i think she could win against a few other people at the end if they happen to get there um right. yeah it this house right now is just i want it to crumble so much i really do um and i i think i think another topic we could talk about a lot because we haven't really discussed it at all and it was a big thing the first night on the feeds but it hasn't really been since nominations um but this hinky vote the rogue vote whatever you refer to this vote as um mm-hmm. i think it could be a, a large topic of discussion because it was the first question that enzo wanted to ask everyone that visited his hoh room uh the first night and before nominations just like where do you think the vote went yo where do you like where did that vote come from mm-hmm. and it was very entertaining to watch uh like danny, him danny. Yeah, yeah him and danny one literally be the you know do the spider-man beam at each other just like did you <laughs> what is crazy yeah. how we it, this vote went down right because uh, we were talking about this on Thursday night in the chat was like, nah, she, Enzo and Danny talked about it. 
No, they didn't. They right. didn't talk about it at all. So it was funny watching Danny and Enzo talk about who they thought the votes were. And, of course, Danny's immediate thoughts were just, oh, Bailey and Dave Vaughn. Yeah. Right. That was, I think that was her goal, which I said this Thursday. If her goal was to pin it on Bailey and Devon, two people who are already on the downfall and are on the outs, then that's so annoying and boring. And I, I personally don't think it's good gameplay because guess what? It's coming back to bite her because a lot of people in her alliance are, why is Danny being so defensive? Why? I think it's Danny. Like Tyler and Enzo are basically like, yeah, it definitely was Danny who did it. Um, Enzo, on the other hand, I feel like isn't doing, didn't vote to keep uh, Janelle for, to pin it on anyone necessarily. Like, I don't think that was his goal because he did it. Um, did he do it with Keisha or no, Keisha was unanimous. He did it with Nicole. And um, I think he's just going to do it every eviction. Like, I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, maybe unless it's, he thinks it's going to be close. But um, I think that he's just doing it to cause paranoia. But the question is, what I always thought would be interesting to do is if you are in the house and let's say you want to target someone specifically, like it doesn't have to be like, let's say I'm I'm in the house and I want to target Cody and do it in like a sneaky way. How about every time Cody's voting and like we're obviously probably going to vote together. Let's say me and Cody are in the alliance. So Enzo and Cody are in an alliance. Enzo, every time Cody is voting, throws a rogue vote. But if he is ever nominated or faces eviction, he votes with the majority. So people are going to be like, every time Cody is like facing eviction, the vote count is different than when he's voting. Like, I don't know. I thought that'd be interesting way to. That would that would be a good surefire way to prove that someone else is throwing a rogue vote. Um, but I just I don't I don't know how much longer he could keep that up uh, <laughs> right. because like. I don't know, because there's not gonna, there's probably not gonna be a rogue vote this week. So I wonder if anyone's gonna be like, oh, Enzo is not gonna vote, and suddenly there's no right. rogue vote. I, I this week is so weird though, and I feel like Enzo was, uh, I, I he was probably a little bit spooked that there were there was another person rogue voting that he's like maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. Like, <laughs> I don't. There's only mm -hmm. so I can only do this so many times before someone tries to point the finger at me which right now no one is pointing the finger at Enzo with anything in this house. Um, right. I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to keep that up, but we, we've said it many times how impressed we are with Enzo. Enzo's doing great. He's doing a great mm -hmm. job, yo. Um, but it was so fun to watch. Like, Of course, he talked to Cody first about this rogue vote, and Cody was just like, you know, Danny came up to me, and you know, she asked me to you know, throw a vote so we could pin it on Davon and Bailey. Um, and it's just weird that you know she wanted it to happen and then it happened so you know i went up to her and i was like who did you convince to throw the rogue vote with you and she was like what are you talking about i didn't do it <laughs> like, which which is exactly what that's that's exactly the like emotional response you get from danny when she lies about something um she's defensive as hell yeah she's defensive as hell but then she goes around and tells people like Oh, you know, I just got so defensive because that's just how I am. You know, when someone accuses me of something, like I like that's that's just like how I tell the truth. Right. <laughs> I'm not just like, lying at all. She's like you're being. She's, hor she's a horrible liar. Like I don't know if it's just me because sometimes she gets away with it in the house, but every time I watch her, I'm like, it's so obvious. Like she, her body language, she has trouble like keeping eye contact. Yes, she is like jittery a little bit when she's lying and. It's just like, I don't know, like very quick to like just re 
view everything you say. Like to me, she's a horrible liar, but I mean, it right. works with some people. It, it, even watched that uh, two nights ago when Kaser came up to her um, and was just like, I, I'm sorry. Like th the thing is like, if I get in power, just so you know, I'm going to mm -hmm. have to tear apart your alliance. And she was just like, what are you talking about? There's no alliance case. She's like <laughs> looking to the left of the entire time. Uh, right. So that's a great point. But it, it's also a good point because early on in this game, uh, when Davon had her little, I'm going to spread that this person made this alliance and Tyler made this alliance to Danny. Um, and Danny went to Tyler and Tyler got super defensive about it. She later went to Cody and was like, Listen, Tyler got super defensive about it, which lets me know that he was lying. She says that because she's the one that gets defensive when she's lying. So that's how she knows. <laughs> that's a tell. <laughs> the thing is, Tyler just gets defensive when he's telling the truth, <laughs> which is right. it, which is complete opposite. But I don't know. It's interesting that she pointed that out because that's exactly what she does when she's lying. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't think Cody would ever pick up on that she was actually doing that. Um yeah, so we saw that happen, and of course, Enzo like asked every single person that came up to the HOH, who do you think the votes were? Who do you, who do you think those votes were? And everyone kind of, uh, it was interesting to see how people kind of threw out different names. Uh, you know, the we, main ones are like Beta and Kevin, right? Right, right. And then, you know, when he, Danny. yeah, when David asked Enzo, Enzo was like, you know, Cody was being weird before the vote. Uh, and then <laughs> when he asked Bailey, it was funny because, uh, the first thing she asked was, was it you? Was, was it you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, no, no. <laughs> he's like, that's a bad idea. Maybe I shouldn't be asking and people about this. That conversation with Enzo and Bailey, Bailey then basically tells Enzo, I think whoever did it, um, was trying to put the target on me and Devon. Yes. So she is woke about that. And I'm thinking okay, great, like, this is good. Like, she's seeing the signs, and clearly that's, like, the most obvious thing that it would be pointing to is her and Davon. And I'm like, oh, my God, yes, Bailey. But then she goes and, like, doesn't want to do have anything to do with Kaser right now and is, like, not willing to react to this strategically. So ugh, it's so frustrating. Frustrating is going to be the buzzword for probably – uh what like 60 more days i think is what <laughs> right. I, I i tweeted out i'm like listen guys can we just all understand that when we refer to all stars we will never be talking about this when i say all stars we all know it's bb7 and this is just going to be like another bb22 that's what we'll call this bb22 we're not calling it all stars <laughs> <laughs> i i'm fine with that because uh, right now this is not living up to the hype even though in all stars we still saw a dominant alliance kind of uh have their way with the house early on it's just this isn't it wasn't this way <laughs> it wasn't let's push the target on two people and then ostracize them and make no real strategic moves at all um <laughs> It's just, uh, you know, even with Enzo, I have to complain a little bit because, you know, he's 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 going around being like, you know, I just, you know, I, I don't want to do what the house wants. Like, this is my HOH, you know, uh, doing all these things. But then he's going around being like, you know, if we evict Kaser, that's what makes the house happy, you know, which <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. is like, come on, just someone, someone do something for themselves. Like, I, I hate to say it, but why can't we just have another Memphis HOH where he just does exactly Please. what he wants? <laughs> Uh, right. oh God, it, it's 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 horrifying. It's very horrifying. And what is the Enzo David uh, 
is there like an alliance there that I don't know about? Probably is, but there's so many. But I mean, we've he seemed very anti. Like people have thrown out David's name to him. Like yeah, Danny threw it out, Davon threw it out, and then after Davon did it, like Enzo was like, "Oh, she's trying to get me to do her dirty work. I'm, she's gonna get herself backdoor." Like I don't know. He got like really worked up for a minute when he was talking to Tyler. But um, like, why why is he protecting David so much? I think partly uh, one because David is good with Enzo and he thinks that they're aligned because Enzo's had a couple moments. He's like, no, no, we're good. We're aligned. You know, <laughs> like just in passing. And I, David constantly thinks that he's in this guy's alliance, which I still cannot confirm whether it exists or not. I, I like, I, I'm still just like, did we miss something? I, did I right. miss something? I don't know. Uh, but two, because he thinks David is going to constantly be a target <laughs> for, for people, specifically Davon and Bailey, uh, who are constantly trying to get David up on the block, even trying to get him as a renom. But Enzo is not going to do thy bidding of Davon and Bailey, no matter what they say. Um, but yeah, I think David more so is just someone that he thinks he can easily, one, sway, two, beat, um, and three, uh, have someone in the house that's constantly going to be someone that's going to, like, you could just throw them off on the block as a default, which is making it very, right. like, insane to me that he <laughs> is wanting to evict Kaser because Kaser could easily be another one of those numbers. Like, we talked about this. Ian is probably the perfect target for anyone right now. He's not exactly aligned with a lot of people in the house. And two, he probably mm. would target some of the people uh, that Enzo is closer to if he got the chance. Maybe not right now, but uh, give it a few it's weeks. definitely the right move. I even think Enzo could take a shot at Memphis. Um, I mean, Memphis is the only person that's not in because like there's like the alliance with Memphis that like the what is it the committee the no that's Cody Memphis yeah. the commission I think something like that that big six person alliance the that committee really is shows the every committee is the six there. Cody and Memphis are the the commission. All right, all right. So and then there's that one that was made earlier that was like. That alliance minus Memphis plus Enzo. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just think that he, if he, I guess, knew the dynamics of the house a little bit more, then taking the shot at Memphis would make a lot of sense because, I mean, hello, Enzo, there's literally another alliance. Um, and it's just minus you plus Memphis. So take out Memphis. I think that, that would probably be his best move. But I could also agree with the Ian move. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think Ian would ruffle a lot of feathers except maybe Nicole's. But his main defense with Ian is like and because uh, Cody threw out Ian as like, why don't we just get him out? Like, is it really that much trouble? And Enzo's like, no, because Nicole needs protection. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> this is the reason you're going to give to save Ian? And it's like, whatever. Um, and it, it was funny because Nicole openly admitted to Cody I don't know if she really meant to do this, but talking about Ian with Cody, she's like, you know, he's the only person I could really win against at the end, which is like a weird thing to say to Cody, who is one of your final two deals. Like, you're, right. I'm going to take Ian to the end, uh, and I'm going to tell you about it because he's the only person I could beat. I don't think I can beat you because mm -hmm. I've won another time. I don't know if you remember that I won Big Brother 18, but I won Big Brother 18. Uh, <laughs> but it was just weird to me that she openly admitted, like, yeah, I, I, I got to take Ian to the end, like, if I really want to win. Uh, like, because how is just, Cody going to take it's, that? <laughs> it's the winner. It's the winner talk. Like, we're winners. They're not. They're never going to vote for us. Like, this is not like uh, Survivor All Stars where all the winners were targeted early on and. They had no chance at winning simply because they didn't want a two-time winner. Like, there's only one person in this house that has that attitude, and I feel like it's Enzo. Enzo does not want a two-time winner. But 
I mean, if I'm being honest, like Ian's win equity, win equity is like really low. <laughs> like I don't think Ian has a big chance at winning, considering the people who are going home would probably have voted for him. I mean, Keisha, Nicole, Janelle were definitely like people who would at least consider strongly voting for him. But he's left in a house that has been that like, has a, a majority of trash talking. Yeah. yeah, trash talking the um the minority and he's in the minority but doesn't realize it so they're like looking at him as a joke and something about like uh majority lines is like we saw this last season big brother 21 and even big brother 20 to an extent if you if you are part of the majority alliance and you make it the final two with someone who's not and that jury is mainly the majority alliance they're more likely to vote for the person in their alliance even if they backstab them because they think that oh they were in the same alliance as me so I played a really good game. So they were in that alliance too. So they played the really good game too and deserved to win. So it's hard to win against someone who their whole alliance is on the jury, no matter how they got on the jury. It, it, that's a good point. But in Big Brother 14, I feel like Ian was also looked at as a joke. But then again, his alliance was more so uh, the saving grace of him in the jury. Um, right. Which and I mean they just hated Dan. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. But... <laughs> we we don't have a Dan in this game, and not by a long shot, um, unless something drastically changes and someone decides to get more cutthroat. But right now, this is <laughs> this is a wimpy version of uh, All Stars, if we can imagine any. Um, right. And and yeah, I see what you mean. Like the thing with Memphis, and as far as Enzo targeting Memphis, I'm going back a couple minutes, but. Uh, their big Enzo's thing with Memphis is like, ah, oh, he's gonna target the girls though. Like, if he wins, if he gets in power, he's gonna target the girls. Which I'm like, who does he mean? Does he mean Davon and Bailey? Because I'm pretty right. sure Memphis would put up like David and Kevin. Like, <laughs> like he would put right. up the same boys that you would put up. Which I guess is another reason why you don't really care if he stays or goes. But I don't know. I feel like Memphis is one of those more formidable alliance members right now i feel like he's not gonna just commit to this for long term he's gonna he's gonna at least change his game a little bit which everyone's gonna have to change their game um it's just annoying to watch right now and i don't know if i want i don't know how much i want like everyone to go after each other like immediately right now or if i just want to wait for them to get out like caser and i wait for them to get out like another uh pawn as they're gonna throw out for everyone um before they start going after each other because like right now i'm just like i don't know if it's i don't know i when when are they gonna start turning when are they going to start turning like eventually it's gonna have to happen i wanted it to be this week and i thought it's not gonna be this week though well, see, and the thing is, is that when they do turn, it's not going to be like what we want. It's going to be, okay, it's time to do Band-Aid. Like, that's going to be the turning. And, like, what we would rather see is, like, okay, Tyler went HOH, try and backdoor Danny. Or uh, Cody went HOH and try and uh, do, I don't know, I don't even know who Cody would do it. Cody's in such a good position. It's so annoying. But, um, yeah, I don't, I really just don't think that, we're ever going to get like that satisfaction. Like I, I was, I tweeted, I think yesterday when, uh, the veto winner was announced and I'm like, can we never be happy with like an outcome of a competition? Like it's every competition we've had, it's just like, or like annoying. And it's so frustrating. Yeah. I saw, I, I think I said frustrating like a million times. This podcast. Yeah, you're going to say it a million more times probably too. Uh, <sighs> but 
yeah, especially with that veto, I got the notification and I saw the K at the beginning and like I had like I, I had to do a double take. It's like, did they do it? And then I saw Kevin. I was like, ah, oh, no, <laughs> right. uh, no. And so I still annoying. can't really figure out what that competition was. We can go into that a little bit. Um, yeah, uh, but it was also just weird uh, with Kevin being the nom because of course he was being whiny like Kevin does. Um, but he was like very built up as the pawn by Enzo and Kevin was just like, I just want to work with you. Like I want to prove that. And, uh, after the veto, he was, it was, it was such a weird conversation between them two. Uh, Cause it was Kevin just being like, you know, you gave me that win. You like let me prove myself, <laughs> like which is such a weird thing to say to the HOH who nominated you. But Kevin genuinely does want to work with Enzo because everyone wants to work with Enzo. Um, because as David said, you're mm -hmm. Enzo. Like in that conversation, <laughs> they had the HOH before nominations. Uh, David literally was just like hyping him up, like you're Enzo. I, I see why you didn't throw competition. Like you threw competitions in season twelve, or I don't, I don't think he specifically said the season because David doesn't know that um, that kind of mm -hmm. information. But he said, I see why you threw competitions when you used to play, which is like a not a thing you should say, David. Right. <laughs> I feel like that's like compliments are threatening to a certain extent. And that's a like mm -hmm. a threatening compliment. You're in so like nobody touches you. You're Superman. Uh, right. Well, what's so like I'm going to use a different word than frustrating, um, annoying. <laughs> uh is that kevin has been nominated by cody and enzo and still is for some reason is like i really want to work with like the hoh who just nominated me like it's fabulous like cody you just nominated me i just faced eviction week good one. job Let's i love work it together yeah thank you so much Enzo, you just put me up against the house target as a pawn like Thank you so much. Like, let's do this he's, again. Sometime. He's he's like a floater even when he's on the block. Like, <laughs> even when he's right. put up for being like kind of a floater in the game, even though that's not what Enzo said to him. It, it was kind of in a sense of what he was saying to him. Uh, yeah, Kevin will do whatever he has to. I think, but I mean, I don't think it's. I mean, why not just try to be friends with even with the people that nominated you? Like, I mean, <laughs> it may decrease the odds that you get nominated by them a second time. I don't know. I know, but it's not him being fake. Like, he's being genuine, I think. So that's you think so? Like, uh, yeah, I think that if Kevin wins HOH next week, Cody and Enzo are totally fine. Yeah, I could see that, actually. It, he, he would put up... Who would he put up? Uh, he would, I would don't he, even know. Would he do the bidding of the... <laughs> He'll he'll turn his keys and like the black and white photos of Janelle and Kaser would pop up. I have nominated Janelle and Kaser, and that's what we're gonna do this week. <laughs> <laughs> Janelle comes back into the house just to get evicted again. Right. Uh, now, I mean, I w I wouldn't be shocked if Kevin won an HOH and another slick six was formed, but with Kevin <laughs> as like oh. an addition, just so they can make sure that he doesn't nominate any of them. Which is no, they'll be like, let's make it the slick seven. Let's get Kevin in on this, guys. <laughs> I, I, I think my favorite use of the the slick six. I think it was Enzo talking to Bailey. I have it in my notes. Yeah, after um, they asked him, you know, was it you that threw the vote? And he was like, no. Uh, he he was like, do you you think it was someone in the slick six? Do you think someone in the slick six is trying to be? too slick <laughs> <And I was laughs> like, okay now i'm a fan of this day because that line made it worth it to me um <laughs> i don't okay so we i don't know what we like there's so many things that we could go over um mm -hmm. but i think a big thing that's happening right now on the feeds even and of course we've been talking for 30 minutes now so um i think more stuff has probably happened in the past 30 minutes but 
uh, as of right now, it looks like that there is a good chance that Christmas is going to be the renom, which is, I, I know, probably kind of a, a blind side to everyone <laughs> that has been listening for the past 30 minutes. And we've been talking about, you know, Ian being a renom, uh, you know, poss- like what's going to happen with the vote there. But Christmas is very adamant with Enzo about, you know, just put me up. Like, you can put me up as a pawn. I don't care. Right. Like, because Enzo's like, oh, you know, Kaser's going home. You know, no matter, like, it doesn't matter who I put up. It doesn't matter who I put up because Kaser's going home. Like, it, it'll be it'll be done. Um, so Christmas is very much okay uh, with going up as a pawn. Uh, one, I, I, I don't get Christmas's intentions all the time. I really don't. But I, I, I just want to know what her reasoning is with this. Because she is Enzo's probably... I'm not going to say it's Enzo's closest ally because I think that's very much Cody. Um, yeah. And they haven't He's been... Top five. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, but Christmas is, I think, what Enzo looks at as his plus one almost, which is not... I'm not saying that unironically. Um, mm-hmm. Because Enzo's you know, beginning pitch to Cody is like, we need to make this alliance and we need to have our plus ones because that's what the brigade did. Uh, I don't know if he realized that's what he was doing, but it's what he was doing. And I think Christmas is very much that person that he is like, I, this isn't like my other person. Like this is my plus one in the game, uh, which he's not exactly Christmas's number one because uh, Christmas just kind of, I, I, but then again, I'm like, who is Christmas's number one in the game? I think Tyler. I guess. I yeah, know. the Carolinas Alliance is definitely her number one. Enzo's probably her number two. And then everyone else is just Nicole. kind of even for her. Nicole, she talks to Nicole a lot. Uh, she talk, was she I don't talk- know. Christmas is very, like, she's, like, passed around. I feel like with, like, with talks of strategy. And I think that, like, I mean, I don't know if she's doing it intentionally, but she's in a pretty good spot. Um, however, I really disagree with... N- offering yourself up to be a nominee like a it's super risky and like everyone knows pawns go home like that's something that is like coined as like a phrase in big brother so why would you volunteer to go against the pawn especially when um i mean case are like logically what i would do if i was christmas would be like logically does it make sense to take out caster because if it's a no, then why would you want to be the other option in that scenario if people talk for three days and realize, hey, you know, Kaser actually isn't that big of a target. Janelle was the big target, and we're kind of just like, why are we doing this again? Um, it could easily backfire, and I know that it may not look like it right now, but if people talk and commit to it, then it could backfire, and you would literally go home because of it. And also... Another reason why I would never offer to be a pawn, you want the HOH to get as much blood on their hands as possible, especially if it's Enzo who's in, like, a really good spot. And I feel like a lot of people can see that Enzo's in a good spot and it's well-liked. Like, you want him to have some type of, like, conflict with somebody in the house. Just that's good for your game if other people are looking at other people. And offering to go up on the block, it does nothing but help his image in the house um christmas is also probably not going to get a lot of information the rest of the week because she's on the block and that just naturally happens when you're on the block like it's like it only helps enzo and hurts her so much so i don't i don't get it yeah and which is disappointing because i think christmas is and this is not like what i expected to say going into week four 
but I think Christmas is playing one of the better games right now, which is like not, mm-hmm. uh, it, maybe it has to do with my low expectations of Christmas coming in, but really she is, I mean, she's getting information where others aren't. She's being a rat about it, but like, uh, she's still getting the information and she still had the trust of like Janelle and Kaser when she very well shouldn't have. Um, and I, I think it was very impressive to watch, but yeah, this whole just put me up. I don't like that. Because uh, what are they just going to go to Christmas every time and be like, should should we just put Christmas up again? Is she going to be the beast mode cowboy uh, of the season <laughs> where it's just like, she'll go up? Yeah, she'll she'll be fine with going up. Um, <laughs> which I don't know. But yeah, that's that'll be interesting to watch play out because I don't see uh, the rest of the week going by with not a little bit of a campaign to try to get Christmas out. And then it's going to be a rinse and repeat of, oh, this person tried to make a campaign to get me out really that happened and then we're gonna have like the whole david situation all over again um but i could easily see like of course bailey and davon trying to you know try to push a little bit to see if anyone will take christmas out uh but that's just two votes and they need what five mm-hmm. roxy in the chat has like cody volunteered to go up and i didn't see that he he did say at one point because they were talking last night and enzo which is like, I might as well just put up someone from the Slick Six. Like, I obviously can't make a decision. Like, it doesn't matter anyway. And Cody's like, just put me up. He also made a joke where um, he said Bailey would go up. <laughs> and Bailey was like, I did not say that. Uh, and so she mm-hmm. had a little conversation with Davon later in the, the bathroom. And she's like, I did not appreciate that at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, Cody did offer, like, a little bit. But Enzo's not going to do that. <laughs> like, uh Maybe Christmas is like a tad bit expendable if she keeps and even when Christmas said it the first time, Enzo was like, No, I'm not doing that, but she keeps she keeps on pushing it herself. It's not Enzo coming up to her and be like, Do you want to do this? It's very much her saying, I'll do it. Like, it's fine. Uh I'm Christmas, I'm energetic, I've got protein that I sell. Uh whatever she does. Um But yeah, it'll be interesting to see who actually wants to try to subliminally campaign against Christmas. But then again, I think Davon and Bailey would be the only two people that would consider trying to keep Kaser because David's not going to do it. Um, and it's frustrating to me, and this is just a side note, uh, but we didn't talk about it last week. David had a moment where he told Kaser his nickname should be KZ, and Kaser was like, "What is what does that mean?" And David is like, "Because <laughs> your your K because your name like uh, you have a K and a Z in your name." Kaser's like. I don't. I don't, though. <laughs> I don't have a Z in my name. And if you hear David talk about Kaser, he'll, if you listen closely, he'll say Kaser. And I'm like, oh, jeez. Oh, he, my God. Yesterday, he also um, <laughs> had a conversation with uh, uh, Davon, I believe, where they were talking about the veto because uh, he was playing in it. And uh, actually, he was the house guest choice of Kevin, I should mention. Um, and. Which Davon was like annoyed with. I was like, why would why would he do that? I've talked bad about David to Kevin. Like, I don't know. These people that are on the outs just continuously like keep on digging themselves deeper holes. Yep, Kaser's the only real one. I'm sorry, Kaser is the only real one in this house. Right, Kaser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're talking about the veto, and um, <laughs> they're like, she was like, "Are you gonna use it on Kevin if you win?" And he was like. No, I don't think I'll use it because I don't want to go up. (laughs) She was like, you can't go up if you win the veto. And he was like, oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> like it's another moment where I'm genuinely concerned if he was like if that was a moment where he was specifically trying to play dumb, which I'm really not. I'm really not sure if he has ever been playing dumb. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, I was it Ovi who tweeted out. <laughs> Yeah. You no, know, I really wish that he would have watched the seasons I told him to. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, it was Ovi, but <laughs> it just gets more and more frustrating to me. We're in the fourth week of the game and I genuinely don't think he knew that you cuz the veto hasn't been used yet. So, I mean, mm -hmm. how would he know? <laughs> I guess if he hasn't watched any season, uh how would he know that the person who wins the veto can't be put up on the block if they use it on someone else? Um uh, God, I <laughs> I hate that. Um, I David apparently said he was pretty close to winning the veto, but I know Tyler was out first. Um, and I I'm still trying to learn like slowly what the competition was because wasn't it the um the thing where they guessed the wrong like they had to guess the colors and, no like, they because the... I saw I saw the pictures of them and they looked like they got like blasted with shit. It looked like it because they had the goggles and they were covered like in it almost mm -hmm. looked like paint. Uh, but the way they were talking about the comp, it was like they were saying they had to have their foot on something and hands on something, and they had to reach out and reach for something. But it also talked about them falling off a platform, and I'm not Ooh, sure what you it, think it could be. The um, kind of like the boat. The Remember the BB Roadkill comp where they had to like undress themselves and like yes, hold that's what I was other. thinking of at first. I don't know something. I don't. Someone in the chat could probably help me out a little bit better than what I'm describing. Um, but where would the paint come in? That's so weird. I don't know. That's, see, that's that's a confusing thing to me. But I, I know, know they specifically talked about having to keep their foot on something, like having to keep their hand on something. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know for sure. But uh, And I also don't know the placings of everyone. Roxy said and explains the comps in her notes. Roxy, I skimmed over your notes, but just so you know, I made my own, and they're very detailed, <laughs> so don't worry about me. Yeah, we're, we're all proud of Daniel for filling out his notebook. We really right, are. Right, first time ever. And I'm not even like, looking at them. I'm just like... <laughs> well, since Roxy wants to flaunt her notes, I will read her notes. Uh, the feeds returned, and, players, uh, and the players that participated in Vito were covered in a gooey mess. Gooey mess. That's what Roxy says. The comp sounds like it involved being splattered with paint while holding onto and balancing on shifting and moving ropes. There were lots of complaints and sore muscles afterwards. Uh, and Roxy puts this in her nose, but I just want to mention that Memphis is the most sore out of everyone, which is like, the, the big thing about that is that Memphis didn't even play in the veto. So why is he right. sore? That's the biggest question. I was like, wait, Memphis played in the veto? No, definitely didn't. So <laughs> also we were talking about this a little bit before. Tyler literally has played every veto since BB1, even when there wasn't veto competitions, and <laughs> it's getting a little weird. Yeah, he's played. He's only not played in two vetoes, I think. I think that's the stat. In, in two seasons, not playing in two vetoes, like that's crazy. Yeah. So every week of BB20, which is what fourteen weeks, give or take. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. All the way through here and like how i just want to know how many times he's been picked for veto like i it's already pretty much guaranteed that he ha holds the record for that as far as being picked for veto uh yeah. but like how how does he keep doing that i don't understand um but 
There's talks that he actually threw the competition, which would not shock me at all. He had no threat of going up on the block. Um, why does he need to win it? He doesn't. Um, so besides that, there's nothing we can really talk about as far as the veto goes. We already talked a little bit about how Kevin uh, is, you know, still just trying to be Gohan. Go hung, hung, gung ho. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say about working with Enzo. Um, and then obviously the renom options. Uh, it looks like it might be Christmas at this point. So, other than that, we did one thing we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Cody and Danny having a little bit of a, a bicker with each other, Ooh. a little bit of a getting a little bit of a tizzy fit with each other. Um, right, this is the second. I remember it, one of these happened early on when they were talking about like the masks debate, and Danny and Cody clashed a little bit then, and then it's happening again. So, but it's weird because Danny sees like Cody is like still one of her like closest allies. So yeah, I, I would say I would. Besides Nicole, probably her closest ally. <laughs> right, which it's unlike Danny because I, I mean, when Rachel was doing her thing in BB thirteen. Danny definitely wasn't able to put personal aside when it came to that, and she flipped. So I don't know; it's a different Danny for sure. Right, and uh, it's definitely not good for Danny because Cody is already kind of sketched out uh, mm. after the entire Rogue Boat thing. I think he, I like, I can't even imagine what Cody's thinking right now because in his mind, he probably thinks, "Okay, Danny got someone else to do this Rogue Boat with her, and I don't know who it is, but she got someone else to do it with her." Because uh, mm -hmm. they, they had this little talk in the storage room, even after Cody initially asked her who she convinced to do it with her. Um, and Danny was just like, <laughs> you, you know what would have been so weird if we actually did those votes? Like, that would have been so funny because there would have been four votes against Kaiser. Like, wouldn't that have, like, I would have freaked out. And Cody's like, yeah, I would have freaked out too. Like, that mm -hmm. would have been insane. Um, but, Cody is, I, he's not the biggest Danny fan, and I don't think he's been the biggest Danny fan for the entire game, um, but their, their little differences this week are only going to escalate that, which gives me hope. Uh, it gives me a lot of hope. Uh, so I'm going to try to find, and this all happened, to, this all had to do with um, the conversation I kind of uh, talked about earlier, where Kaser goes to Danny and says, I'm going to have to split up your alliance. I'm sorry. Like, if I get in power, I, like, I have no choice. Um, Cody didn't like that that conversation happened, and he wanted to talk to Kaser about it. And Danny was like, no, don't do that. Um, and they they just had a little bit of a disagreement, and I need to find it. I have, I have the clip. I just have to search through the clips to find it, and I hate that. I can't do it. It's okay. Um... Where are they? I need. I saw it on Twitter. Oh, I found it. I found it. Thank. Don't worry, everyone. I found it. See if he's gonna say anything to me. Oh. He runs around and says stuff to everybody else. Yeah, I see. You're like, hey, man. So what's going on here? I right, so do that block? like Wednesday, the night before. Oh, you know, the maybe. H O H. Maybe. Well, I mean, I don't care. Once the POV's over, that's it. It's done. There's no one using the POV. It's done. Why you get so hostile with me? I feel like I'm talking to Nicole now. Okay. Gosh. Every time I have a conversation with you guys, I got to bicker with you. He's like, you guys, I got to tell you. Maybe I already missed the bickering. I'm really bad at this. If, if you are about me, because he, like, yeah. actually kind of trusts me. Yeah. Oh, Danny, let's not get ahead of ourselves. 
He just wants to know, am I, because I'm, I'm telling this girl I, a lot, and I want to well, know if she's, Why are you being you know? like that? I, all I'm telling you is that I'm telling you information that he told me. He hasn't told anybody else the stuff that he's telling me. Like, so don't tell, don't say I'm it to not him. Gonna, listen, first of all, you didn't even let me finish before you were telling me when to not go talk to him. Don't look at Enzo, look at me, I'm talking to you. Oh my God, oh, don't shit. even talk to me like that. I uh-huh. didn't, no. I didn't say, to the no. I didn't say I was gonna run up to him tomorrow, but I'm, I, I can't have I, conversations with him. All I'm saying is I don't care what it is. If I'm telling you stuff that he told only me, not in a group, just me, I'd appreciate it if you didn't tell him that. Why, why I would wasn't I gonna, tell you? Uh, first of all, I didn't say I was gonna tell him anything. I said, I wanna have a conversation with him. Is that you not literally said downstairs, I'm gonna go confront him. That was a joke. I'm not, first of all, I haven't played this game and one time, and it's not the yeah. first Save week. Savon 2.0. I don't run you up to people to go for This isn't season eight. We don't fight in this house. But why are you being so rude right now? I'm not being rude. I'm not accusing you of anything. All I'm saying is yeah, that. Yeah, you're, you're accusing me that I'm gonna go run up to him and talk to him. You told me that, like no, verbatim. That was a joke. I say that all the time. <laughs> it's true. Cody does say that all the time. <laughs> But he claims it was a joke now and not just him, uh, I don't know, being a little cocky about his own uh, confrontive personality, but whatever. It's, it's, this is not BBA. This is not BBA. That break, okay, that totally made me uh, remember another thing that Bailey brought up to Kayser. Uh, I'm sorry, Kayser, uh, in, the, in their conversation was just like, everyone, you know, this is like, everyone is talking about old school versus new school and, you know, you're still very much playing your old school game. And like, I just don't understand why, why don't you come up to the people that played, you know, like BB20 or any of the new school people and be like, do you have any advice for me? Like, why do you have to be so stuck in your ways? And I was like, God, I hate this conversation so much. Uh, why do you have to be stuck in your ways, Bailey? Yeah, exactly. Why can't everyone just play like old school again? It's that it's pretty mm -hmm. easy. Everyone just play I don't know. Just play, like <laughs> play and not well, form eight person alliances and do all this stuff. I don't know. I brought something up to you and Roxy yesterday, and I think that it needs to be done to uh, eliminate this whole new school. Because what that means is house voting. Like, what else is new school? Like, um, physical competitions, like physical competitions and house voting. Welcome to the new school era. Like that's what that is. So to eliminate at least one part of that, like what if voting was anonymous and there was no vote reveal count and it was just um, with the majority of the votes, so-and-so you have been evicted from the Big Brother house. Like that would open up the game so much more, so many more people, like the votes would definitely be closer. Um, more vote flips would happen because you can hide behind an anonymity or whatever you want to call it. I don't know if it's that yeah. word correctly, but um, I don't know. I just think it would open up the game so much more. And I don't know. What are your thoughts, Barrett? I actually love that. Uh, <laughs> I've also like, there's a, there's a lot of things you could toy with. And I feel like in a, in, in large part, it could be just due to sequester being so fun to watch because that's part of it. Um, mm -hmm. But like also, I've always thought, like, what if you fixed the game in a way to where, uh, like, I and I talked about this before the season even started. I don't like backdoors. Like, I don't, I've never been a fan of them. Um, but what if you made veto to, um, what if you could only nominate the people that played in veto or renom the people that played in veto? 
Mm-hmm. And, but you could, but we go back to the old way of being able to choose who plays in veto. Uh, so you can choose like someone you want potentially on the block to play in veto if you're a nom or an HOH. But if one of them wins, you can only renom with another person that played in veto. Mm-hmm. And then you I take. Actually, we go ahead. Finish your thought. I was just saying, like that would that would make things a little bit more interesting, and it would also make the HOH nominate uh, two people that they probably would like to go home uh as opposed mm-hmm. to having to hide behind a closed door and pretending like eh, this isn't really the plan or you can't you can't call anyone upon anymore either and that would take that out which has been overdone uh for the past decade probably right so as some of you may or may not know i hosted like uh like an org and for one of my games the twist was that the hoh picks the veto players but they can only renominate one of the veto players if the veto is used oh so typically what would happen is they would put two people that they wouldn't mind backdooring or i guess it wouldn't be backdooring anymore and then one they'd pick an ally to play with them so there's one person you can keep safe completely and then um but then sometimes they're like let's get bold let me fill it up with allies because i want to play the whole house and then the nominee wins veto and then you have to put up an ally like it gets messy i don't know i like that twist but i also like the you can pick people like each nominee like they used to yeah i don't mind that because then it it would take away of course the 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 six finger plan um Mm -hmm. but it also would take away backdooring and it would take away having to say oh you're a pawn because you you can't say that anymore um so but I like yours a lot. I feel like that would change the game a ton just by eliminating that. Because in a way, voting with the house uh, is is the new let's try to ostracize two people, especially when it comes to rogue votes. Because we saw it this week. All you have to do is have two people be like, let's vote differently. And then everyone goes bonkers. And that's new school to a T. Because Kaser's looking at those rogue votes this week, and she's like, "I don't. Why? Why do people care? Like, right. <laughs> he's going up to Enzo, like asking genuinely, like, why do people care about this? Um, so I don't know. And everyone They're... else is like, who is it? It's like a witch hunt. <laughs> yeah, and it, I, I, I guess this is the biggest wake up call for people, uh, because now you have old school and new school players in a house together, integrated, and new school is just obliterating old school because of the different ways of playing now. Uh, and you have all these people saying there needs to be a format change. Like that's the only way to fix it, which I think is partially true. You need to fix some aspects mm-hmm. of the game because it, this has been a consistent thing now for well, it, it's been consistent enough to be able to differentiate old school and new school, uh, which or seen... just like, uh, you don't, you don't have to change the format. You can just like drop a twist. Like Julie Chen can drop a twist and be like, this is, um, like this is the season's twist. And if it works out well, like you don't have to completely change the format right off a the bat. A fan bio, favorite, like, yeah. Right, just do it every season. Like I know Survivor, um, they changed. They've changed their format a few times. Like they've uh, made. They, it used to be a final two, but they realized that like, hey, if it's final two at the end, normally people get like extremely robbed at like fourth and third place. So let's make it a final three. So that's what they did. And then and Survivor uh, used to. Um, there was different like voting mechanisms back in the old and survivor days where if you if there's a tie then um the it's weird so if it's a tie let's say me and you are in the tie and in previous tribal councils you received more votes than i did you would go home so that's how the tie was broken back in the day then they changed it to 
there's going to be a revote between me and Barrett, and whoever gets the most votes out of that revote goes home. But then they realize, hey, that makes it really easy for majority alliances just to pick two people, split the vote, and then whoever doesn't play the idol goes home. So then they changed it to if it's a tie, there's no revote, and you have to unanimously pick me or Barrett, and if not, you'll have to draw rocks. So I don't know. Format changes like aren't unheard of in CBS. Right. I mean, Survivor's done it like, so many times, and they've added fire tokens and like all this kind of stuff so um i definitely think that it's overdue it's just i feel like big brother is very not like survivor where they don't change as much i mean i don't know right they're less willing they're less willing but they're more willing to throw out twists i think (laughs) they're more willing to throw out twists that last for three weeks and if they don't work they don't work and then they just go back to the Mm -hmm. same old same old uh but yeah i would I wouldn't be opposed to them trying to change a little bit before it, but their format change is like, what if we have a third nominee, which is no, right. <laughs> you're still just going to have <laughs> unanimous votes. Like it doesn't, it doesn't right. change really anything. Uh, like I would be, I would, I would not be opposed to trying new things as long as it's not, I don't know. I, I feel like <sighs> everyone's going to find a way to work around everything. And that's the issue. Because, like, with BB-16, with Battle of the Block, a fan favorite, I should say, um, they just figured out, okay, we're just going to nominate uh, these people who are going to throw the competition. Uh, or we're going to nominate these two people. One of them we want to target. One of them is a pawn. The pawn is going to throw the competition so we can get the other person out. And then it was like, okay, this is deemed useless now. There was never a good Battle of the Block week, truly. Like, never. No. Like maybe the first week in a, in a little bit of a sense uh, because no one really knew each other yet and there wasn't everything formed exactly um, besides the 10 million alliances that were formed in the first hour of the house. Uh, but like there wasn't a good week with Battle of the Block in the two seasons that they tried it. And uh, it, which is crazy to me that they even tried it for two seasons because like, let's get real. Why? Like nothing about it was good. Um, and yeah, so... I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be willing to try anything in the next few I years. Hope they will. Um, but it, it, it's, I mean, they're going to lose like they're losing ratings, right? I mean, well, I mean, every show has lost ratings for the past few years. Um, but no, Big Brother definitely doesn't compete with other big CBS shows or especially competition shows. Hell, they don't even compete with Young Sheldon. Like, <laughs> Survivor oh doesn't even God. compete with Young Sheldon, which is the biggest. Like, huh. it's interesting. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I think Survivor consistently got like seven million during season forty-ish. More so, six million viewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Brother has gotten like four million this year. Oh my God. Yeah. Last year they last year they got into like mid three millions i think for a while later on in the season but yeah i mean but there's different ways people can view big brother now and that aren't getting recorded in the ways that usually like uh tv viewership is recorded so and they have more publicity on like on twitter and like there's a lot of people that keep up with the game through that which brings good publicity to the show and i think so i mean really those numbers aren't accurate to how popular the show is um right because i definitely think that like Big Brother and Survivor are at least the same, if not. As far as like popularity. Yeah. Yeah. 
And there, I think there's a difference between having one show a week as opposed to three shows a week. So obviously uh, you're not going to have the same viewership that way. But yeah, I don't know. Um, and this has gotten so off track from live feed updates. Uh, but it, I like talking well, about it. Is there it. even that much more to talk about? I mean, I mean, Ian vaguely knows now that he might go up on the block and he's not excited about it, obviously. And of course, mm-hmm. like, um, he's being reinsured from Christmas, just like, you'll be fine. Like, I mean, you're just going to be a pawn. Kaser's going to go home. And he was like, yeah, uh, but I was once told that I was a pawn in BB14, uh, but really they weren't going to make me a pawn. And that almost cost me $500,000 if I didn't win the veto. So uh, I'm mm-hmm. not going to take being called a pawn lightly at all. Um, so he's not too excited about that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. I don't know. There was just well, a lot of little moments. An interesting thing that I forgot to mention is Cody and Nicole Franzel were having a conversation. And um, Nicole's like a little worried about Enzo, I guess, uh, because Cody told Enzo told Cody that there was possibly going to be the Ian backdoor. And then uh, Nicole was like, well, he didn't tell me that. Like, he might not trust me. And Nicole, like, was convincing herself, like, in that moment, it hadn't even happened yet. I mean, honestly, if Ian goes, um, like, what is he doing for me now that I think about it? Like, I've I've helped him so much, and he's, I get nothing in return. And I was like, okay, so maybe she's not going to be as mad if Ian goes. And then she follows up by saying, I mean, ultimately, uh, me working with Ian will pay off when we get nominated beside each other and he goes home and it's like so funny that like that's Nicole's line of thinking and like Ian's line of thinking is like she's my number one I'll do anything for her yeah and Nicole's like he's there for me to face the victim beside him and him go home yeah <laughs> which is totally puts like a wrench in the argument that uh Nicole is his new Brittany Haynes because <laughs> she is not she is Please. like she 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 can only get to a certain point uh, with people throwing out Ian's name before she's like, you know what, just take him out. Like, I don't care. But as soon as Ian goes in this game, which I assume Ian's going to go before Nicole Franzel will, um, mm-hmm. he, she's going to realize that she has a much tougher task at be, being a winner at the end um, <laughs> that she knows. Like, if we think her conversations now about being a winner are annoying, just imagine if Ian goes, how many conversations she's going to bring up that she's a winner and she's worried that she's going to be nominated. But that's Nicole's game. She just talks about being worried enough to the point where nobody nominates her. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a, it's a big step up from telling Derek Lavasser that he's playing the best game since Dan Giesling. I'll say that I'll give her that. Uh, right. she knows how to adapt. Um, but no, I see that's the frustrating thing about Nicole is that I see her easily making like top six, like Davon pointed out. I'm not getting rid of her to top six. I'm just like, yeah, Nicole's probably going to be in the top six, like <laughs> no matter what. And then, and then at that point, I wonder if people are just going to be like, yeah, we'll just take Nicole with us to the end because no one's going to vote for her. Right. Like I could see that happening, too. Um, are we ready to call her the queen of big brother? No, 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 no. She does not have the personality to be the queen of big brother but like she could have another title queen stays queen. the queen stays queen yes queen stays queen danny also does not deserve to be the queen of big brother because she queen. intentionally brought it up uh like you don't deserve to be the queen of big brother when you're like and now i am the queen of big brother like that that's not how it works you no. have to have the public be like yeah she is the queen of big brother but everyone's like no Where not her. danny uh let's see oh my god i hate it i it's so felt like jealousy 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 
rampant. Range strong. And I, I've loved this week watching Janelle clap back a little bit, like in her post-show <laughs> interviews, uh, in her Instagram comments. And uh, I want to try to find one of the videos where she talks about Danny um, or Nicole. Both of them are great. I want to, like, while you're looking for that one, I want to play one that she talked about David. I thought it was so funny. Um, David wasn't cut out for an all-star cast. He is absolutely learning how to play Big Brother and an all-star cast. I don't think it's fair to David, and I don't think it's fair to the other players that he was put in the house. Um, he should have been put back on an all-newbie season or something, because um, he's really, really bad at the game. <laughs> Here's her quote about uh, Nicole Franzel with Entertainment Tonight. If you could say anything to her right now, what would you say? Stop crying. Be tougher. Quit being a bitch. And <laughs> <laughs> Period. Uh, I wonder, where's the one where she's like, Danny really needs the money. <laughs> um. Oh, God. I need to find that one. Uh, if not, at least you just need to find, like, the quote. Because that one was great. Um. I don't. I really don't know if I'm going to be able to find that one. I didn't prepare on ha having those uh, played, but uh, essentially the one about Danny was just like, you know, uh, you know, I really hope Danny wins because she doesn't have a lot going for her in career right now, and she just really needs the money. And so if she gets to the end, I, you know, good for her. Uh, <laughs> which is like right, <laughs> the best dig she could have ever had. Right. She I she drags with such class. It's like. <laughs> oh my god it's so great and she i think in another interview she was very much like yeah i don't think me and danielle are going to be friends after this right uh, <laughs> just very open about it uh yeah already missed janelle a ton because caser cannot pull that by himself he cannot pull the weight he cannot pull the people in there because a lot of people are like, I don't think Bailey really ever liked Kaser. And now that Janelle's gone, uh, she doesn't really have to pretend that she likes him. Which I don't know if that's the case. I, and Kaser's wife tweeted out something of just like, they're talking to each other like two friends would talk to each other. So I don't really, I, you don't have to be worried about that. Um, mm -hmm. Which makes me feel a little bit, which I think is pretty true. Like Bailey is not going to talk like that to other people in this house right now. Uh, she may get there. Which like it goes back to Nicole and Christmas's conversation where they were like, "Did you find I it?" Found it. Oh, okay, play yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Figured, I'm not gonna do that. Let Danny win. If if Danielle Donato wins the game, I would feel extremely happy for her. You know, career wise, she doesn't have a lot going on, and she probably really needs the money. So I was like, "I'm not gonna do that to Danny. I'm not doing that." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh, I love her. Oh, geez. If it's funny is the casuals view that it's just like, how dare she be so mean? Right. She's so mean. Nicole Franzel did nothing to her. Right. Did, did I tell you when uh, I was at my birthday party, my friends Lavender and then her boyfriend Josh watched Big Brother and I asked who their favorites were. And they were like, we love Nicole and Cody. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. No. Like, no, 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 no. That's horrible. Like, Janelle and Kaser are so annoying and like rude. God, like, Nicole Franzel's gonna win America's favorite, isn't she? No, oh, I hope not. 
Well, and right now her edit is that she is the 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 innocent girl from Ugly, which is not the case at all. Like I want to know, <laughs> like I want to know how close she would have been in BB eighteen to winning America's Favorite because I had the same feelings about her in BB eighteen, and then America sends her a care package, and I'm just like, well, I don't care. Like this is this is how people view her. Whatever, I guess it's not going to change. But like I want to know how genuinely close she would have been to winning America's Favorite in BB eighteen because. Did, I don't James, know. did James win BB 18 America's Favorite as well? Is no, Victor did. Victor, okay. Oh my God. Yeah, James what? won BB 17, Victor won BB 18, Cody won BB oh, 19. Like Nicole winning. <laughs> I could, I mean, honestly, I could see it. I'm at a point now where I'm like, they're, they're not taking her out anytime soon unless something drastic changes because she has her two closest allies are probably Danny uh, Co or in Cody, but to an extent, Ian. But they're already talking about taking out Danny. And they're already talking about taking out Ian, Ian. Ian, I feel like, is at least going to have top three for fan favorite. I know all the people that I talk to that watch Big Brother casually are like, I love Ian. But it, it you have to last a little bit longer to even. True. Because no preacher has ever even made the top four, have they? Um, Jason Roy. Yes. Yep. Okay. And Jason I think was like. the only one. Jason was the last one to go pre-jury, right? Uh, no, he, remember that was Clay. He was before Clay. So I guess the second at last. Okay. I don't know. What we need to do is get Janelle to win America's favorite player. That's my goal. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We have to. We have to get it's Nicole like Anthony America's push. favorite again. <laughs> no. When we, remember when the whole fandom was pushing for Kimmy to get America's favorite player last season? Ugh. And we didn't even get top three. I mean, on the bright side, it looks like we're not going to have another week where Amer one of America's favorite players is going to go home, you know? Like, who won a person who has won America's favorite oh, okay. player. I was like, well, I'm pretty sure Kaser's pretty loved, but... Um, <laughs> he 82% yeah, of the vote, yes. <laughs> when you compare uh, Kaser to uh, Cappy and Michael... Michael? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's very much loved I think if you have at least I don't know Good give luck. or take 5 million people voting right <laughs> but yeah okay what else what else what else is there to say I think I, we've done everything I really I don't know because the biggest thing I wanted to cover was just how much fun it is to watch like it's frustrating but it's also fun to watch Kaser try to convince everyone that there's a big alliance and them just not believe him uh, mm -hmm. which like Cause he's so he's so in tune with everything, and we talked about right. his conversation with Danny. We talked about his conversation with Bailey, but he keeps bringing up, just like, so you're just magically telling me that nobody talks about this vote with me all week, and then suddenly, it's a unanimous vote like that just magically happens. Like, give me a break. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which is like, yes, Kaser, keep pushing it, but also you're digging your own grave at the same time. Uh, mm -hmm. But at the same time, like um, the core four is doing a horrible job at keeping their alliance a secret, and it's that's like annoying to watch as well. Um, <laughs> I used the word other than frustrating, because like oh, as soon right. as Enzo wins HOH, you have you know Danny goes and talks to him, and then three minutes later Nicole walks in, and then three minutes after that Cody walks in, and they're all just sitting there together. It's like, and then Zay and Kevin were like ringing the bell. Did you see that? <laughs> and yeah. They, it took them a few minutes. They were like, Oh my god, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah. And um. <laughs> <laughs> then they let him in. Like, You're just hanging out, you know, just hanging out. Which, um, really quick before we like wrap up, I have a few things I wanted to point out on my notes. Just they're not huge things, but things to note. So, um, 
Bailey and Davon wanted to make an alliance with Tyler and Enzo. And the, this was Davon's idea with Davon being Enzo's person and Tyler being Bay's person. And that would work in theory. However, obviously, they're, they're not really loyal to Bay and Day right now. But um, Davon is. Enzo told Bailey that out of all the girls, like, you're like my favorite girl. And like, I want to work with you the most out of every girl, which now thinking about it, it's probably a lie because Christmas is up there. But um, Davon is like at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of that alliance, the only Bailey wanting her. Um, and then another thing to know is that Enzo, I, I, don't, I don't think this has much weight, at least now, but Co Tyler and Enzo were talking and Enzo kind of said that he wanted to backdoor Danny for a minute there. Um, he said, he was, said that to, uh, Bailey as well when they were talking really? about, I didn't yeah, get the Bailey one. He, I saw the Tyler one. Let me go back to my notes real quick. And I don't know why I did not bring that up. Uh, because they were talking about David, uh, and Enzo's like, yo, he's, he's David stayed in the house is good. And like, he's a he's a target. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and he said he was Which, putting up. So ironic, because he's taking out Kaser, who you could make the same argument for, but whatever. Exactly. It's, he's he's the flip-flopper here. Let's be let's be real. Um, right. And then he's like, I'm going to put up Kaser in a pond, and if one of them comes up, Danielle? And I was like, what? So he's mm -hmm. brought that up before, which is crazy to me because that could so easily get back to her. But it's like, I don't know. Danny also did not use the logic with, you know, I'm going to tell Cody that I'm going to do a rogue vote and then I'm going to still do it anyway. And surely that won't mm -hmm. get back to him, right? Um, but it, it, I don't know. Yeah, that that was so random uh, that I guess I just forgot to bring it up. But I'm glad you brought that right. up because I, I remember mm -hmm. watching that and I had a moment. It's like, I had to I had to back it up like two times. It's like he just say Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so like I'm actually just like smiling because I want this to happen. What I wanted to happen is Danny so tunnel vision on taking out Janelle that she doesn't realize that Janelle is so crucial for Danny's game and was very important for Danny to hide behind at least. And now that Janelle's gone everyone's trying to figure out, okay, well, now where do we point our guns? Like, okay, let's just do Kaser, but then what about next? Like, what's next? And literally almost everyone in Danny's alliance is looking at Danny, besides, like, Nicole. So... Which is weird because it, it seemed like just last week everyone was looking at Memphis as the obvious. Uh, well, we've got to get him mm -hmm. out first, right? Like, if we're going to cut someone, it's going to be Memphis. But now Memphis is just like, ow, my back around the house. They're like, well, Danny's being kind of weird, don't you think? Uh, right. Which is, like, part... 375 as to why you don't make a large alliance <laughs> because eventually it's in trouble yeah we love to see it and I'm, I'm amazed i'm amazed that how many women are gonna go in a row i'm like thinking about it well this week i think they're fine yeah i think the girls are fine this week but i think by jury will we have like a bb16 scenario where it's like Devin and then like all women <laughs> yes it, but it's crazy uh because like there's you have Nicole and Danny talking last night, and I saw a tweet that was like, all right, you have uh, Danny and Nicole uh, who are up against three women in the house uh, and eight men. And so who are they talking about as their targets? Potentially Baby. the three women. Because uh, <laughs> Christmas, to an extent, is another person that they're kind of iffy about, uh, which I don't really see that holding through to anything. Yeah, but on Nicole's end. I think Nicole loves Christmas. Yeah. I, She's invited to the wedding. They're they're so close with each other that I don't think I think they'll just bring up anyone at this point. It's like they're a, like we love Paul. Yeah. 
but like Paul didn't deserve to win. And here's why, even though you didn't ask me, um, mm -hmm. let me just say this again. Uh, <laughs> um, what are we, what are we going to see on this episode tonight? What are you excited to see on the episode tonight? If I'm being honest, I am watching the episode at a later time because I'd much rather watch Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande perform at the VMAs. That's so, fine. Uh, I saw um, someone ask in the chat early on if we were going to have a recap tonight. We will not. Um, that's why we're, we are doing this now. So I could apologize in advance for not having a recap tonight. <laughs> um, but we'll see. The, well, obviously, we'll see the HOH. We'll see Kaser almost pull it out. Um, it's going to be boring. It really will be so boring. We'll get to see. Uh, I think the good thing is we'll see some DRs with Danny and Enzo talking about the rogue vote. Mm -hmm. um, we'll probably get that fun little thing where they're talking to each other about the rogue vote that they both cast. Um, we'll see Cody freaking out about it. That'll be, I feel like that'll be a good chunk of it. We'll just be that because everything else was just everyone walking up to Kaser's HOH room and mm -hmm. Kaser being like, you know, or Kaser, Enzo being like, I'm going to put up Kaser and I'm going to put up a pond, yo. Uh, what's and going to be, that's going to be like the theme of the episode. Right. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of times in the episode cause they're going to make it seem like make you play a little bit of a guessing game as to like, who's going to go up as the pawn. But it seemed like Kevin was going to be the obvious choice from the start. Um, Kaser did have a long conversation with Enzo. Uh, I'm sure that's going to play into the episode a little bit where he's like, uh, you know, I want to work with you. Like we, I, you, I've never had an issue with you and I, I, I'm alone in this game. Like, I just want to do something. I'm sure that might be like a, and they'll have an Enzo DR where he's like, I don't know if I should nominate case or take a, take a shot at a bigger target, like an Ian, yo. Um, so that might play into it a little bit, but I think the most no. interesting part to me is going to be that rogue vote, uh, stuff that we, at least the thoughts of Danny and Enzo and Cody in the DR, uh, that we haven't necessarily gotten to see, but the HOH, I'm just going to be upset watching it because apparently Kaser wasn't even really that close in the final round. Um, he tried the maneuver so of we got so hyped. I know because he rolled all three balls at once. Apparently that was his method. Um, and he tried that again in the last round and it didn't work too well. And apparently Christmas was super close. And then Enzo just came from behind, uh, mm. in survivor, uh, immunity challenge fashion. Uh, mm. <laughs> but truly, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not too excited for tonight, but I'll be interested to see those parts at least. Are we good? We'll see. I think, I mean, unless you know something else, I mean, I went over all my notes. Yeah, I, th I think we're pretty caught up. I think, I think, I think we got some good discussion going, uh, mm -hmm. but all right. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for everyone who is in the chat or just watched us live. If you aren't subscribed to the channel, always uh, subscribe. Uh, if you haven't liked this video, please like it. That would help us out a ton. Again, if you want to join our Facebook group, that link is in the description below. If you want to talk live feeds 24-7 with us. Um, if you want to follow me or Daniel on Twitter, I am at SpicyBarrett. Daniel is at DanielIconBrown. Um, nothing else. We'll be back with... Uh, oh, one more thing. I just need to update. I just need to update them one thing. Janelle told me, how are you so perfect? I love you. That's all. The Janelle. The Janelle Pierzino. I See, I know that the Janelle told you, but I feel like people need to get confirmation that the Janelle Pierzina told you that. Um, love her. She's my queen. Go, Daniel. <laughs> His 21st year is going strong already. Just got to say it. Right. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone, for watching. We will be back at a later date. <laughs>